the college football experience college football playoff reaction show <laughs> on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet. Win bet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia from boosted same game parlays to live in game odds. Win bet is what you need to win. Sign up today, bet a hundred dollars, get a hundred dollar free bet at sports gambling podcast.com slash win bet that sports gambling podcast.com slash W Y N N B E T state restrictions apply, but grab that thing and let it ride. This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach at Mississippi state. And you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Who the hell you're listening to? My name is Colby Swigga Database Dad, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick, this is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. <laughs> oh, oh, it's been a while. I, I just want to get in here and talk some football. What a magical weekend we just had in the college football world. Uh, I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for the DFS God himself, the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving. Former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go, dude. You uh, started off the podcast like Michigan started off the uh, CFP semifinal. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes like when you, when you, when you're going into it and you say the, uh, the college football experience, college football playoffs, it sounds a bit redundant. So I hesitated, uh, but yes, Michigan. Well, you know, I kind of, I kind of foresaw that. I thought, I thought the, that uh, TCU was getting disrespected really all year, all year. I felt like you know, people were li- Michigan played no one. I mean, yes, they got the Ohio state win, but other than that, Okay, Ohio State and Penn State, but those were both, uh, you know, towards the end of the year. Throughout the season, they didn't play. They should have lost to Illinois, I thought. Right. And I thought, meanwhile, TCU is going through this gauntlet, you know, left and right, of of you know good play uh, with with teams that were much more complete. Like, okay, Michigan went to Iowa and won in, in September, but Iowa, as much as we love Iowa, they don't have an offense. So right. you're not really you're not really tested on that side of the ball. I was especially this year. Yeah, I mean, I was scored what seven against South Dakota State. You know what I mean? Uh, and one in a, in a winning effort uh, with two safeties and a field goal. Um, so I, it didn't. It, I I mean, I was all year. I felt like a. I thought uh, Joe Gillespie, the defensive coordinator at TCU, was was criminally underrated. Sure, and. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I got into it with uh, 
with some with some fan of ours who was trying to say TCU's defense sucked. They gave up forty five points. I'm like, they scored basically twenty one though. When you consider the two pick sixes and then the fumble recovery inside the five and the other fourth down stop inside the five, you could argue their defense is responsible for fucking twenty eight points in a way. Uh, in that game, but I thought the defense. You, you look at 13 t- tackles b- behind the line of scrimmage, uh, three for 15, holding Michigan on third and fourth down. I thought it was a great performance defensively. I know you see the 45 points, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if we're going to just dive fully into this game right off the bat. Uh, but look, you were 2 0. You, you went both dogs, both dogs covered easily, you know, almost very, very close to both dogs winning outright. I was dead wrong. You know, I think uh, the last few years I've been nailing a lot of these playoff games, right? Not this year. I was on both favorites. And if you look at it, I mean, we've had what eight years. So this is the ninth year of the college football playoffs. So we have eight seasons before this, which means 16 semifinal games. And of those 16 games, do you know how many were decided by one score or less? Probably just like one, right? Three actually. Okay. Three of sixteen. Yeah. I, I remember that like Georgia Oklahoma game. That was the only one I was thinking. Yeah. Of. So the three games decided by one score or less. Two thousand nineteen, two thousand twenty. Clemson Ohio State. Clemson wins by six. You have to go uh, to the uh, the the two overtime Georgia Oklahoma game from two thousand eighteen, and then the very first year of the college football playoff, uh, Ohio State beat Alabama forty two thirty five. So we've come accustomed to a lot of lopsided games in the semifinals. And then usually we have a pretty good final. That's kind of been the way it's been working out most years. Uh, But other than a lack of defense, for the most part, we were treated to two crazy, fantastic games, uh, New Year's Eve. And it was a lot of fun to watch both of them. That's for sure. Great games. Yeah, no. And uh, I mean, I think this is a result. A lot of it of probably the talent being spread out. I, I've heard that. And I don't know if we can say that just yet. I think we need a little bit more of a sample size. We just have one year and two games, uh, but it very well could be the, the, the start of more of that. But I think it's too, too early to see. We knew this year in college football, there really wasn't any team that was head and shoulders above anybody else. Yeah. Now, is that because of the transfer portal and NIL? It, but potentially, or it might have just been one of those years where there wasn't a really dominant team. Well, I can tell you this: Patty C is not on this episode with us. Hope I, I was hoping to get him on because I wanted to bring up this factor, and you know, I guess we can dive into the game. Actually, let's go into the game first. What were your biggest surprises in the TCU Michigan game? As far as like, I, I was shocked they did the Philly special, you know, on the first drive when you're like a power football team. I don't think seriously, you, yeah. you, you had the bigger team, the more athletic team, the stronger team, you name it. And then to, to throw out that gimmick play there was, was shocking. Uh, first off, I thought maybe kick the field goal there. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't hate going for it on fourth and two, uh, but the play call was very, very questionable. I thought. If anything, it should be TCU doing that play rather than Michigan. Um, but yeah, I mean, so TCU's been but not break defense. What I guess it did enough. Well, I, I, it did a great job on the defensive line. Like they bottled up the run game for a lot of that. I know that that big run, uh, you know, uh, early in the game. But for like, I feel like pretty much after that first drive, all the way until like mid third quarter, I thought they did a great job on the defensive line, like uh, uh, on the, the, the quote unquote, best offensive line in America, Michigan's. 
Yeah. But if you look at it, I mean, Michigan throws two pick sixes and they squander two drives where they had the ball at inside the two yard line. True. The, yeah. the fact that they had a chance to win this game at the end is pretty crazy given that, uh, I mean, any game where you throw two pick sixes, what are the chances of you winning? It's, yeah. It's got to be but, I mean, 1%, 2%, something crazy like that. But at the same time, like what TCU, obviously uh, Miller gets knocked out of the game. The freshman running back fumbles inside the, uh, inside his zone 20, right. Or 25 I think, I think turnovers was, was three, three. So yeah. the, the, the turnover battle was even that's no. And then, uh, but the, the thing was, is they shot themselves in the foot. TCU did. There was a wide receiver that dropped a pass right off his hands that got picked off. Yeah. Um, I, I felt like all three of their turnovers were, were a lot of self-inflicted turnovers as well. It wasn't kind of just like this amazing play by uh by Michigan or anything. Um, so, but two other, th- so the um, TCU bend, but, uh, but not break defense. I mentioned, I mean, they did make uh moody, the Michigan kicker attempt three field goals. And it seemed like Michigan was having problems punching the ball in all night. Yeah. Uh, and then the running game, if, if you would have told me TCU was going to run for 80 more, 81 more yards than Michigan and an average 6.4 yards per carry, then I, I would have said you were crazy before this game because I mean, and my with whole, Miller getting knocked out of the game. Yeah, I mean uh, Demarcado played yeah. great. Yeah, uh, so TCU ran for 263 yards. I didn't see that coming. I mean, m- most of my handicap for this game was I thought Michigan had the better defense and the better run game. Turns out, probably not the case. I mean, TCU had uh, what four plays of 30 or more yards. Uh, Quentin Johnston showed that he was one of the best receivers in the country. He had catches of 76 yards of 46 yards of 32 yards. And then the other play was that 69 yard run by uh, DeMarcado. but crazy game. I mean, it started off kind of slow. And then the third quarter and the fourth quarter, I mean, geez, it seemed like I was at a a new year's Eve party playing cards, watching the game at the same time. It seemed like every time I looked up, Somebody was scoring touchdown. Oh yeah, that one third, like third that quarter, <laughs> forty-four combined third quarter points and twenty-five combined fourth quarter points in yeah. a game that had, where the over/under was fifty-nine and a half. So no, that, just that, the second half went <laughs> over for the whole game. There was a second where I wanted to vomit on on like like five <laughs> straight plays. I feel like I was like somebody play some fucking defense, make but, a tackle, you know. Uh, defend it, a pass, knock a ball down, do something. Jeez. But it's it's kind of like how I. Projected it. I, re- I, I, I like. I thought Gillespie would be able to bottle up the run enough that McNamara was going to have to beat them. Yeah. Uh, wait. Uh, not Matt. Not McNamara. Sorry, McCarthy. Yeah, McCarthy. McCarthy w- was going to have to beat them. Um, and I thought he has been inaccurate all year. He hasn't been consistent at being able to throw all year. He had a good game other than the two pick sixes. Well, that's which, what I'm saying. But I, mean, I, I expected that with my, I was like, dude, Gillespie's going to bottle up the run some, and he's not accurate enough to maintain all game. Now I didn't know they'd be pick sixes, but I thought they'd be able to turn them over. Yeah. And, yeah. and then on the other side of things, I thought Lincoln Riley's brother, uh, the offense coordinator of, of, of TCU, Garrett Riley, I thought he, he's going to be able to scheme himself big plays against Michigan's defense. Even though Michigan's defense is good. You can't like that. They have a NFL wide receiver to me, uh, NFL caliber running back, and then Max Duggan, who can do both well. Yeah, you know right. what I mean. So it almost makes it r- just really hard to guard. 
Um, go, go back to the TCU rushing attack there for one more second. So the most Michigan had given up on the ground this year was 148 yards to the Illini. If you look at some of the other games, I won't even mention the games against Colorado state and Yukon and Hawaii. Cause come on, but on the ground, they only allowed 37 yards rushing to Michigan state, uh, 35 yards rushing to Iowa, 19 yards rushing for Indiana. Uh, 75 yards rushing for Nebraska, 14 yards rushing for Rutgers. This was one of the best run defenses in the country. Now the Big Ten was pretty soft. So uh, I was, I was teams- about to say you 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 call them lawn chair universities like with yeah. other quarterbacks. They have all, they haven't played a team like Max Duggan. I think he was less than 50 percent passing, but it doesn't matter because his hits were 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 like 80 yard touchdowns. But yeah, um, but his his wheels. It, the dual threat, the option read that they would run with sure. him and whatever running back they were using at the time. I, I can't think of anyone in the Big Ten off the top of my head that actually does that. I'm thinking, okay. I mean, I, I'm drawing a blank right now. Maybe I you mean, could say Stroud, Stroud ran more than usual in the nightcap, but he you, usually he's not one yeah. to pull it down and and run too much. So you're right. I mean, there's not a whole lot of Tolia, maybe. A little bit, yeah, yeah, a little bit, but I mean, still, he's not running for like a hundred yards a game. You know, he doesn't do what Duggan does. So, in general, like I've been sleeping on TCU all year, and I'm kind of pissed at myself for doing that because even in the off season, you know, you guys would call me Big Twelve hater, but I would say, well, you know, if I had a team in the Big Twelve, it was it would be TCU. But this year, I kept on expecting them to lose. I didn't really enjoy their their run, and and that kind of. The same thing with this game here, because I thought they were going to lose, and I bet on Michigan, so therefore I couldn't really root for TCU. So I'm ty- I should have enjoyed this hell of a season by a team that came out of freaking nowhere. What was their yeah. record last year? Five and seven or something? Yeah, five and seven. But hey, you know what I thought was fantastic is uh, you know Duggan wasn't the starting quarterback. Colorado knocks out Chandler Morris. Yeah, and Duggan gets the starting now, but he didn't transfer out, and I love that. And I also to think quick, uh, the the receiver Johnson. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, whoever shared that thing of him calling his dad and asking to him to transfer, he basically asked his dad, like, dad, you think I should transfer? And his dad's pretty much saying like, they've been good to you be good to them. And now, and, and he goes, and I believe good things can happen to you. And boom, <laughs> look at this. Now he's playing for the national championship. Phenomenal story. Uh, for sure. I want to yeah, address sure. those look Michigan. Okay. The refs were bad on both sides, by the way, on fucking both sides, there was an incompletion at a critical time that Michigan got uh, and they were able to hurry up and they didn't review it. There was also a terrible uh, uh, roughing the passer, but obviously they missed that call in the end zone and they, I I actually don't think they could have, they should have charged or they should have called targeting on the final play. I don't, I don't think so. I'm fine with that too. The end zone play where they put the ball at the one or the half yard line and then Michigan fumbled. That was ridiculous. I mean, that is anybody watching that. I don't care who you are. Yeah. My, my wife would have been said touchdown. You know, it's yeah. like when you, when you break down plays in such, you know, minutia of the replay and come on, man, that's a touchdown. Agreed. It was, Agreed. It was obvious, but it was a touchdown, but a touchdown. at the same time you're at the half yard line and you fumble the very next play, get your shit together. Why so, not do a quarterback sneak? Why, yeah. are you, why are you handing off to the fullback who doesn't touch the ball all game? That was, that was his one attempt. Yeah. Yeah, that no, that's what I'm saying. Attempt. And the so, Michigan fans that were bitching all about the refs, like, yes, it was a terrible refereed game. I'm not arguing that. That should have been a touchdown. Right. But at the same time, you never had to lead the whole fucking game. Yeah. All right. You can't bitch when you throw two pick sixes 
and you can't bitch when you have the ball twice inside the opponent's two yard line and you come away with zero points. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I don't want to hear it either. Don't, don't give me that whole referee thing. You had your chances. You blew it. Yeah. Uh, I wanted, uh, but if Patty C was here, I wanted to address this. So TCU's last four recruiting rankings, 54th, 42nd, <laughs> 32nd, 30, uh, 33rd average. Uh, the average on that is 38th. Meanwhile, uh, Georgia third in their f- composite Ohio state, six, Michigan, 10. Just want to just want to see how he's doing. Just want to see how go. he's doing over there <laughs> on, on, on his little uh, high horse of, of college football recruiting of recruiting um, is everything, right? Yeah. I mean, and we're, we can, t- we're going to talk about another one in a second here, but uh, also, you know, one other thing I liked was uh, TCU's coach at, at, after the end of the game, you know, giving a little shout out to his dad and Mike Leach. Cause he is a Leach disciple, classy move. How can you not root for TCU now? Especially playing big, bad Georgia defending champions. Like who is in, who's not rooting for TCU now. Okay. I'm sorry. I wasn't all year long, but I am now <laughs> uh, he's back on the train. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, they're a great story. I've seen 13 and a half, 14 point dogs already. But before we, we touch that, cause we'll touch that later in the week, uh, but they're going to be dogs again. Can they do it one more time is the question. Uh, meanwhile, though, on the other side of things, man, I had Ohio State money line as well as Ohio State plus the points. And you want to talk about your all time greatest chokes going into the fourth quarter up 14 and you lose. Yep. I want to say up 14 and with the ball to start the fourth, if memory serves me correct. And you lose. Uh, and I thought, I honestly believe Ohio State was the better team in that particular game. For most of it, for at least three yeah. quarters of it, but when you do get outscored seventeen to three in the fourth quarter, eighteen to three, yeah. I think, yeah, right. They went for two. Okay. They went for two. Yeah. two point conversion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously that's a problem, but yeah, the Buckeyes had leads. Uh, they had twenty-one-seven. They had a lead of twenty-eight twenty-four at the half, and then thirty-eight twenty-four to end the third quarter. But you know, if you look at the Georgia defense, they finally finally got their shit together because the last touchdown they gave up to Ohio state was with 10 minutes and 30 seconds to go in the third quarter. So from that point on, it was, it was, it was punt field goal, punt field goal, missed field goal game over. You know what that might've been too though. And no, it was not fucking targeting you fucking losers out there. There's so many little (laughs) bitches that are complaining for targeting. Fuck you. All right. And I had Ohio state money line that was not targeting. However, Marvin Harrison Jr. getting knocked out of the game. He was scorching. Yeah. He was right. scorching the uh, the Georgia secondary. That was huge. They uh, were already down Smith Najiba, who really hasn't played much all year. But that it certainly didn't help to lose Travion Henderson too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that's one one thing we can we can talk about too is the lack of a rushing game. Yeah. Without Trayvon Henderson, the uh, what? Let's take a look here. Uh, the Buckeyes as a team, yeah, they just ran for 119 yards rushing, only 3.7 yards per carry. The running backs only ran for 79 yards. So obviously they missed Henderson. Compare that to Georgia's running backs who ran for over 150 yards combined. They're you know they're three-headed monster of McIntosh, Edwards, and Milton, and um, those and- guys averaged 9.6 yards per carry. And Jim Knowles has improved that defense, but that defense still not great for Ohio State because, man, Stetson Bennett. Shout out to him. I don't think I've ever seen him play that good down the stretch. Right. 
And I, I know we don't want to get too much into the national championship right now because we'll cover that later in the week. But if you're TCU, I don't think Bennett is going to make all the mistakes that McCarthy did. True. And I, I actually, well, I actually uh, watching the game, I thought, oh man, TCU can beat Ohio State because I thought Ohio State was going to win this thing. Questionable, dude. This Georgia was incredibly lucky this game. I don't care, you know, like Georgia maybe the better team if they play again tomorrow. I don't know, but the the fact Brock Bowers doesn't go out of bounds on that p- uh, pivotal play, yeah. the fact that Kirby Smart calls timeout and the ref acknowledges it, but the play is already going, so I, I can understand Ohio State fans' anger at that. But I also did know he signaled it before, even though it looked like the ref didn't acknowledge it until until the game was starting or the play yeah. was starting. Um, between those two. And then I thought even Ryan day's clock management, I thought Ryan day, not calling the timeout after the big Stroud run to get him in, into somewhat field goal range. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You have two timeouts. Use one right now. You're going to take 20 seconds off the clock running up the field. Your whole team's got to get on, on the line of scrimmage. And I think had you called timeout there, you would have, you would have had more time to move the, move the ball forward. You know what I mean? True. And yeah, I mean, you have one of the best kickers in college football, but he was still kicking a 50 yarder and he had this never is, made a 50 yarder in his career. Yeah. This is so. college kickers and you can tell he, he tried to get you know too much leg into it and, and just, you know, completely missed, you know, but, but right there, I mean, you had a chance to win. So I don't know if I think, you know, I was, I was actually at that party. I mentioned uh, one of the guy who's hosting the party, big Buckeye fan. And uh, you know, he was saying that as long as Ohio state doesn't get blown out, he thinks um, who's the coach again. What's his name? Ryan day. Yeah. Ryan yeah, day yeah. is on safe ground, but he was saying if, if, if Ohio state gets blown out, Ryan day might be looking for a job. So I say that because yeah, there was a lot of things day could have done better in order to put them in a better position to win, to, to kick a, a shorter field goal. I guess at the end of the day, though, they had one of the best kickers lining up for a chance to go to the national championship, you know? So you can't say still, you got to move the ball a little bit there. He got very, like, I just thought you got to call a timeout on that play. Then you have, you can do anything. You still have another timeout. You have a lot more time. So it opens up the playbook a little bit more. Right. But Um, I'm not surprised the more experienced team in, 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 in pressure situations own the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They did. And uh, kudos to Georgia because the Stetson Bennett, some phenomenal throws down the stretch. I thought that I'm just sitting there like, I can't believe Stetson Bennett's doing this again, again. (laughs) Um, But yeah, shout out to them. They get the dub and uh, I got the cover loss on the money line, but I did have state with the, with the points. Um, And that sets up for, for, for Georgia TCU, you know, TCU was not ranked at all. you surprised 13 and a half point spread a little bit. I mean, after watching these games and after seeing what TCU did to Michigan and how, how up TCU was for most of that game, I'm a little surprised. I think it's going to be tough to lay that, that big of a number on Georgia, you know, but I can see also why, you know, but people have been, been, been sleeping on TCU all year. And and that, that hasn't changed looking at this opening line here. That's for sure. Yeah, I think if any of the opening line might fire up TCU, but we will see. Uh, we'll we'll talk that game later. I mean, you're the national championship. I don't think you need. I don't think you need to be fired up. <laughs> if, if you're not fired up already, then you have a problem. But hey, sure, it's it's some you know bulletin uh, board material. Broadway Joe was a 19 point dog uh, against the Baltimore Colts in uh, right, the Orange man. Bowl, and, and he he, <laughs> he 
he made sure that uh, the rest of the team knew that they were 19 point dogs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, wanted to touch base on a couple other, a uh, couple other games, hail state, our boy, Mike one awesome. leech, uh, you know, obviously rest in peace to Mike leach, but his team gets it done 1910. It, uh, even on the final play of the game, they, they, for the people <laughs> that got the number late that it was at three and a half, they get the cover on a, on a crazy, uh, they take it back to the house when Illinois was trying to pitch the ball all around. Um, do you think Mike Leach has something to do with that? You think he was trying to help out some of those folks that were, uh, you know, betting on uh, Mississippi State? <laughs> no, knowing Coach Leach, you're damn, you're damn well he did want to. Um, that I, was that was awesome to see them win. That's for sure. You know, it's a shame, man. I was thinking about this because this they 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 win their ninth game of the season. So his first year there, I forget it was a ten game season, but it, uh, they only won like three or four games. And then last year was seven, and this year nine. And I'm like, damn, I wanted to see him get a couple more years. Yeah. Uh, you know, at, at Mississippi state, because I really think this team uh, could, could, could be contending in the sec West. Um, we'll see. We'll see what, uh, what, what they'll do with uh, the, the, what, what's his name? Will, will, I always say, will no, what's, what's, what's the DC's name? No, no, no. The oh. DC Zach Arnett. Oh, 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 I yeah. almost said, will Arnett. That's an actor. Right, um, right. Tulane 46 USC 45 Great in game. the cotton bowl. Oh man. Oh man. And this is one Patty C I'm still, I'm still curious. Cause wait, we saw Tulane play Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma last year. And they were up majority of that game in Norman. That was a two win Tulane team that only won or that, that lost by five in Norman. They were driving with the ball um, this year. They get it done against Lincoln Riley, but this is once again, another one I want to touch on. USC? Well, USC is up 45 30 with four and a half minutes left. And, and somehow Tulane <laughs> comes back and wins by one. That was fantastic to see. Tulane's been had a hell of a season, 12 and two. And you know what? USC is that team that was right on the cusp of making the playoff. If, if this, I know, I know everybody's going to say, well, this, you know, this is reason number one that we do, we need a, a larger playoff. And I agree. It is. Yeah. 100%. I mean, this would have been a playoff game. And you look at USC's recruiting. Composite 11th, Tulane's 75th. Uh, where, where's Patty C? We got it. We got to get him on the show to talk about now, this. Motivation wise, USC might not have really cared about this game. So we can't pick and choose like which bowl games we, we, True. you know, place value in which game and which games we don't. Uh, but still, it's nice to see the green wave knock off the Trojans. Well, especially they beat the Big 12 champion too. Yeah, that's this, right. The this BKC. isn't this isn't a, uh, yeah. a fluke. If anything, they beat but every team on their schedule. USC is not the Pac-12 yeah. champion. True, true. But uh, either, 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 or I'm just saying. Well, uh, if, and if you want to take a quick breakdown of the bowls, or are you still on this game, or can we move on? No, we can move on. Uh, yeah, and once again, these like conference records for the bowls. All stupid. If, all very stupid. I don't know if they, yeah. they have any meaning whatsoever, but I still mm. like to track them. Yeah. Uh, Fun, uh, crazy enough, the 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 conference that did the worst was the Big Twelve, just two and six. Well, that's what I'm saying. I remember I was in the the chat. I think Noah Beanick mentioned this the other day, and I'm like, dude, well, Sp- Spencer Sanders and like all of Oklahoma State sat, sat out. Yeah, you know, like you can go <laughs> one by one on these on these matchups and say, okay, you know, okay, you know, like I what you got TCU and K State. I think were the only two teams that played everybody, right? Yeah. Um. So they went one and one there, but yeah, I mean, 
It's right. just hard I, to tell. I don't hold a lot yeah. of water and uh, uh, a whole lot of weight. But how about uh, the Mac? We, we there, you know, there's been a thing, a gambling thing. Fade the Mac come come uh, bowl season. They went four and two. <laughs> so Getting it done. Mac? It's all about matchups, man. It is all about matchups, yeah, and for sure, you know, getting Wyoming, getting. Uh, but there were some good upsets there. Toledo took down Liberty, but getting the situation where obviously Hugh Hugh Strip Club freeze was at Auburn by that game, you know, right? Wyoming didn't have any running backs left on their roster yeah. when Ohio beat them. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you can go each one and and explain, you know, what happened there. But still, for them to be four and two is it's pretty good and. The only other one that really stood out was um, Mountain West. Pretty bad, pretty bad bowl season going two and five. Well, they actually had a bowl, uh, a bad regular season too. They yeah, were not, they, they were they, not on par. I mean, they some were of that, this year. some of that maybe Hayner was injured for a little bit. I probably think Fresno would have been a little bit better record wise had Hayner not gone down. Of but course, bo- Fresno beat Washington State in the bowl game. That was one of their two wins. Yeah, yeah. The other was Air Force, I believe. It was a good team, but like Boise was down even with Boise coming back. And becoming good, you know, after firing Tim Plow, after Bachmeyer transferring, they still weren't as good as other Boise years. Yeah, so you know what, actually, Boise won too. So I think the record was three and five. So that's yeah, that's yeah. not bad. Yeah. Um. What other? Uh, I mean, LSU sixty three, Purdue seven. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> Dude, Purdue had nobody, uh, no coaches, but still a little surprising. It's that <laughs> much of a route, you know, but. That I was couldn't one of the believe games where it, there was no reason to watch it. Yeah, I didn't watch a second of this, but I couldn't believe the uh th- they only threw for 37 yards. I thought they would have their second string QB, did they? I think they had their third string QB. I don't fucking know. I don't I even know. know who was second string this year. So I, Austin Burton got most of the snaps uh in this game and and he didn't do very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Neither did the other quarterbacks either. <laughs> Purdue took down da- I'm sorry, Penn State took down Utah. I know Cam Rising got injured in this game, which is Interesting because that he was supposed to announce whether he's coming back or going pro. He got yeah, injured again. Though these games on Monday, it's like who, who cares about these games? <laughs> they're, they're totally <laughs> meaningless. Like we've already seen the, the 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 semifinal game. Now the only game anybody cares about is the national championship. And you throw these four games on here today. It's like, do we need these? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I guess uh, hey, that two lane game was fun. It but, was, and I watched the second half of Miss, of Mississippi State, Illinois, and that was fun, especially with the whole Mike Leach angle. Yeah, uh, Alabama bodied Kansas State. We should talk about that. That happened on Saturday. Uh, man, dude, another reason. A shout out to Bryce Young and Will Anderson for playing, and I liked what Saban said after that. Yeah, uh, about increasing your value. Um, but man, playing in the dome, they're so fucking fast in the. Do- I should have. I don't know why I was taking K State plus the points. I, I know the motivational side, but K State, K State loses to Texas every year. I don't know if fans know this, but Texas has like a five game win streak. It's that they fuck like they fuck around against the uh, like the finesse teams. They're really they really have a hard time against. And Alabama's a mixture like Texas is. I yeah. feel like of like they have the talent at every position. Oh yeah, and well, I, my breakdown of that game was you know if if Alabama's only laying five, how many ch- how many chances really do you get? To bet on Alabama minus five. So even though I might have missed the two semifinal games, at least I got the two other games on Saturday right, including Bama. I think you and Patty C went K State. I went Bama just because, look, I mean, just talent alone. They have a whole <laughs> lot more than Kansas State. True. And that's in New Orleans in the dome. That's one thing, man. Mm-hmm. 
when you put that speed, that's what I'm saying that, that we shouldn't have games and bowl games and domes. Cause you put that, the speed, it, it just favors one team way more than the other team in a lot of instances. Um, Iowa, Kentucky. Good <laughs> thing. This wasn't in a dome because this was beautiful football as Iowa, Iowa uh, scored 21 points in the second quarter, offensive explosion. No defensive explosion. They had two pick sixes. I handicapped this game perfectly. I said, six you. I said, they're going to get uh, two defensive touchdowns. I also said, Kentucky's going to struggle to move the ball. Uh, boom, we get it done. Uh, and and I know people were saying, why hasn't Brian Ferentz been fired yet? Well, he just went, he just won what? I mean, this team wins like eight games every year. Yeah, I mean, can they you really fire this year? <laughs> I mean, again, look at look at the talent level. Look at uh, Kentucky's recruiting rankings compared to Iowa. <laughs> yeah, now, I know Kentucky yeah. had a lot of players opt out. And oh, but so did but Iowa. Yeah. So did Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hilarious game there. All right, I uh, wanted to touch base. Yeah, going back to that two lane game. I wanted to talk about something though, before we get out of here, uh, Michael Pratt, unbelievable, like really good quarterback in the group of five ranks. And I thought this was an interesting point. Uh, Grayson McCall, by the way, announced he's returning to, to uh, coastal Carolina and Austin Una, Hell yeah. Austin Big Una uh, to, is coming back to North Texas, decided wow. not to transfer and, and Frank, Frank, uh, Frank Harris, Frank Captain Harris uh, of UTSA. Now I don't know about Une, but I know the other ones. I got I got NIL deals to keep them there. I think this is a perfect example of the system improving because now you you look at a team like I don't know, like Florida, who definitely has way more resources from a from a, a university standpoint. For sure. If Florida plays one of these teams, which I mean, this is all a hypothetical, but I think it's a perfect example of the sport getting better as far as spreading out the talent. You'd be hard pressed to say that they could beat UTSA or something because the best player in the field is going to be on UTSA. Them retaining those players, I think, has been a huge part of what we've seen this year on the field. Hopefully that continues. I think you might be right. And take it one step further. Once we have a larger playoff that opens more doors for more teams. That also might help balance out talent across the board. Oh, and it also might help have the having the the quarterback at the group of five say, "Hey, it might make more sense for me to stay here at UTSA to make the playoff than than go to say Arkansas." Yeah, you know. Sure. So, sure. thought that was interesting stuff there. All right, well, uh, we got what do we got this weekend? We got South Dakota State, North Dakota State, and Frisco, Texas. For the FCS national championship, we can't wait to break that down for you. On uh, what is that? We're gonna do that, I think, on Wednesday, and then uh, TCU Georgia in That's Los right. a- in Los Angeles. Hey, we can't have a podcast without talking about this whole LSU scandal thing. Oh, is, it, is it too soon to to even discuss it? Because I just saw one tweet. I saw your text. I haven't even digested it yet. What exactly? There was a sex party, and that has a bunch of assistant coaches. Recruits, current players. I mean, what? Yeah, Keishawn Butte, who announced he was coming back, but I guess then he was asked to leave. Probably um, because of this, because yeah. all this happened. Because that was kind of funny that all of a sudden he wasn't playing in the bowl game like a day or two before the bowl game. Yeah, and we don't have a confirmation that this story is accurate, but I, uh, a lot of people are talking about this. If that makes uh, sense. is it too soon to yeah. even mention it, or should we, <laughs> or should we discuss uh, it? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it wouldn't shock me. It's his LSU, man. <laughs> I mean, come on, 
Look, you might have stepped away from Les Miles, but if you if you make me you want me to believe that you were squeaky clean under Ordron, not buying it. Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame for LSU. You think he's just going to bring his Notre Dame culture to to LSU? No, it's the other way around. He's going to be like, hey, do what we got to do to win games and be like, uh, be you know, and beat Alabama and beat Georgia or whoever they can. So wouldn't shock me one fucking bit. You so so I mean was it this off season? Like I said, like I haven't even like got jumped into it, but it seems interesting. I mean, is this a big deal? What when did it take place? Oh, I think it was during the SEC championship when they were in Atlanta. Really? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the the, the reports are like, yeah, during the SEC championship, and a bunch of people got caught. And they even have the names that they're speculating. I don't know that we have a real credible source for this. What okay, are you doing? So there Taking was a, a sex party. <laughs> Your phone is right up. Everyone's ah, getting. Well, whoops. <laughs> see, usually I can put it like right like this, and yeah. nobody can see it. But I, I got a little too close there. <laughs> well, um, I, I mean, I, I'm just I'm just reading it now. Uh, I mean, is this a is this a big deal? I mean, does this happen more often than we know about it? I mean, it's the age old thing. Like, Hey, come to this school. Look at all of our attractive yeah. co-eds. Yeah. You know, I don't know, uh, I don't know yet. I I'll, haven't read into it enough yet. I'll wait till the stories are true. They're saying yeah. Jim Harbaugh might go to the Denver Broncos too. I, I tend to think that won't be true. Uh, last year happened. And I remember last year he even said, I thought he was playing hardball to get a contract and help their NIL game. Yeah. And our ball playing hardball. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I kind of, I would be shocked this year if he took it because I think Michigan is a contender for the national championship next year. Their roster is going to be even better next year. Yeah. So we said next year's team should be better for sure. I would be shocked if he took that. I'm not buying in that. If they offered, he's gone. I don't think yeah. so. I don't think so, but Hey, I've been wrong before. Uh, all right. Well, look, uh, I mean, anything else we Are we missing anything else here? Oh, how about uh, Davis Brin? Go into uh, Georgia Southern. That's not bad. I mean, I know he, I know you hate him. I know you 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 <laughs> think a he's the biggest chair. lawn chair. He, Just he a had lawn a chair to moment. Beat the Buckeyes uh, last could have been a hero was a zero. All right, <laughs> and, and it was but, Cincinnati. It was Cincinnati. Oh, and yeah, he, and right. he hadn't. And, no, it was both. It was both. Yeah, because Tulsa but, played Ohio State fairly close last year. Yeah, but it was the Cincinnati game where he was at the one yard line. Gotcha. And, and it, it, the the AAC championship game. And it's like, dude, you pussy. You didn't yeah. go, you know, you slid and you fumble the ball the next play, all because you're a pussy. It's um, almost like Mac Jones's poor attempt at a tackle. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, but I I think the he, guy can put up big numbers though. He was slinging the rock this year before he got hurt at Tulsa. So I think it's a pretty good get for uh, Georgia Southern. Yeah, definitely. Um and I think uh, I think that's pretty much pretty much all the news we got, right? It wasn't a big week of news. I think, you know, with the, everybody focusing on the, uh, the playoff games, it wasn't a, a crazy news. Well, I guess we, it could be if these last two you know rumors might come true, that'll be a, a huge yeah, week of yeah. news, but we'll probably cover that next week. But uh, yeah, Hey, I think this is a pretty short podcast tonight. Just a quick reaction show and uh, stay tuned. Come Wednesday. There we go. Let's go horn frogs. Let's let's let, wait. What does uh, Behringer say in uh, major league? It's only one thing left to do. Win the whole <laughs> fucking thing. All right, let's oh, go horn frogs, man. That'd be great, man. Come on, let's do it. Uh, folks, subscribe to the college football experience. Remember, subscribe to the college basketball experience. I'll be live talking college hoops in about uh, two and a half hours. So 
check us out and uh, yeah, check out the college baseball experience. I know Noah Phoenix already starting to do some prep, some preseason prep as the season goes into full swing in February. We come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience subscribe there. And uh, yeah, give us a follow on Twitter at TCE on SGPN NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore underscore N I C K. I'm on Twitter at the Kobe D give us all a follow, get over to iTunes. It's been a great season. It was five-star review, please. What do you got going on? Nothing. All right. You got nothing going on. All right. Uh, get on over there. It takes two minutes. You bozos do that. Get the SGPN app for free in the app store, or Google play store. And uh, also come talk college football with us. A lot of fun talking in the discord during the, uh, the CFP. So hop on over there sports podcast.com slash discord until then until, until uh, Wednesday, where we'll be breaking down. Don't forget FCS national championship this weekend. South Dakota state, North Dakota state. Then on Monday, we got the big one from Los Angeles at that filthy, filthy dome, Georgia and TCU. We got you covered. This is the college football experience. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here. Sometimes may be good, sometimes may be shit. The only thing on my mind, Gene, was pussy. Turning, I see as I remember, I was raised in the desert, but tides kind of it's easy to see a tide turn. Did I say those words? 